Welcome to the Core Women Podcast, the place for women entrepreneurs, authors, and self-starters looking to build community and gain valuable insights through expert interviews with women at the top of their game. Join your host, podcaster, producer, expert coach, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Summer Watson, as she aims to inspire and empower you through these candid conversations. Lean in and embrace the journey. It's time to start the show. Here's your host, Dr. Summer Watson. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Larnie Mulvey, proud Filipino-American, woman's strength advocate, mind strength coach, author, speaker, and power lifter. Larnie is the founder of Strong and Mighty Company and the Global Standing and Strength Movement. She is also known as the Power Lady, where she leads women to honor their unique strength. She created the Tools of Strength program to connect the mind and body. Her Women's Strength Initiative aims to provide access to all realms of strength. We have so much to talk about to include your book. So let's dive right into this, Larnie, and welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and talking with you today. Well, I'm excited that you're here. So, okay, you have such a beautiful and unique background, Larnie. So let's just take a bit of time to explore your personal journey. Tell us where you grew up, what it was like growing up as a proud, strong Filipino-American. Sure. So I am, just like in my bio, I am an immigrant. I came from the Philippines. I moved to the States when I was five years old. And really the whole journey of who I am today started as soon as I stepped on that plane to get here to the States. Because when I landed here, I had no representation of who I saw in the Philippines. I didn't have that here in the States. I was like, why don't I see any other people that look like me except for my family? So that journey of building myself started at that age. You know, I, I was looking yeah. for the representation. I was looking for um, knowing who I was and that identity, you know, where do I connect to? Who do I connect to? And there wasn't, I mean, this was in the eighties. So there yeah. really wasn't much, you know, to see on TV. There wasn't much to see about Asian women on in movies or things like that. Unless there were things that I could see, I just, you know, I, it was just something that wasn't very obvious to me. So as a young Asian American woman now, it's like, okay, where do I see myself? And I've always known I was strong physically. You know, it's funny. My, my parents actually thought I was going to be a boy. And then I came out a girl. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> okay. So now it was like, okay, I was always, my dad was always the one, like he always asked me to do the heavy things. He always oh. asked me to do, you know, I was the tool girl. You okay. Know, like, Give me this tool. Give me this tool. Cause he, he, Oh, I feel like he already knew I was physically strong. So he used it, you know, gotcha. he used it. So I did all those things. And in my mind, I already knew I was physically strong, but yeah. how did I harness all that? Yeah. You know, how did I harness that to be the strong, like powerlifter woman today? Absolutely. You know, I did, I had the identity crisis through high school. I didn't, I, again, there wasn't that representation yeah. of a strong Asian American woman that I wanted to be, you know, like people always like, I want to be like this. I want to be like Oprah. I want to be, I want to be this. I didn't experience that. Now, let me ask you with that being said, and you saw 
other folks, other women like Oprah, like Sally Jesse, like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and you saw movies like Working Girl or Nine to Five Mm -hmm. or Baby Boom, those types of movies. And that representation, although they're not Filipino, you know, was that ever something that you could look at and say, oh, I can do that too? Those movies did not attract me. Really? It, it didn't attract me to, like, I, I specifically think of um, the nine to five with Dolly Parton. Right. And, and you know, I, oh, the only reason why I resonated with the secretary and an assistant was because my mother was one. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I knew that. I knew that realm of education I knew that realm of work that and that's what I saw gotcha. and I always thought and I being you know the 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 obedient Filipino American Asian woman you know we I didn't make a lot of ruffles you know I didn't ruffle those feathers I didn't make a lot of noise I was taught at a young age to assimilate right to right. assimilate 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 and and that really messed up my confidence Mm, because I didn't know who I was. Yeah, I can understand that. So thank you for talking about that because that's so important that other Filipinas, other women of color, they hear what you're saying because they too might also feel as if they don't have representation out there, that things don't resonate, what they see in the movies, what they see on magazines Mm -hmm. doesn't resonate with them. So thank you for mentioning that. So next question, everything you do is full of passion and strength-based. So let's jump into one of the first, obviously unique things that you do, and that's being a power lifter. Tell us about that and how that evolved, how you got there. Okay, so the first time I was ever in a gym that that had bigger weights and bigger um, images of more muscular women, more muscular men. I was dating this guy. It was in my, I want to say it was in my twenties, like early twenties. And I was doing my thing. You know, I want to do lift weights because I knew that's something that I liked. You know, I always kind of directed myself to like the bigger dumbbells. Let's, let's see how many plates I could put on this machine and see if I can lift it. Wow. And the guy that I was dating in a roundabout manner, told me, you know what, Larnie, you're you're lifting more than me, and I don't think you should lift that much, because I was outlifting him. Wow. I was outlifting him. I what he was measuring my calves and comparing it to his. Wow. So he felt uncomfortable. I yeah, mean, I, threatened, uncomfortable. I don't know. <laughs> Did you ever ask him? You know what? I learned this in, again, I learned this in a, through the owner of the gym. Oh, he didn't really use, he would tell the owner of the gym, his thoughts and feelings, but he would like do these little, little, you know, these messages. Hey, let me, let me measure your calves. Let me, let me measure your biceps. And he'd be like, oh man, your biceps are bigger than mine. Your calves are bigger than mine. And I didn't think anything of it until it was, you know, revealed to me from the owner. That's, that's how he felt. Wow. How interesting. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So 
speak more to how this developed for you. What drew you to this? Number one, I know you always, as you said from early on, you were kind of like the strong young Mm -hmm. woman, but how did this continue on in life and how has this helped you? Yes. So after that relationship, I made myself small because Mm. I really thought that's the only way people would love me. A guy would love me is if I was the small petite, I'm only five foot. And if I would lose half of me, I would be that magazine cover. Mm. Mm. I would feel like I could fit in and I didn't fit in with all his friends, girlfriends. I didn't fit into that because I want to do other things and they want to do other things. And so it, you know, I was always on my own independent and whatever I wanted to do, I just didn't have the confidence to do it. And so fast forward a few years, I've tried a whole bunch of different fitness things. I, I have my blue belt in jujitsu and I, I have tried run. I thought I was, a, I thought I was a runner for like a year or so. I ran like a 5k every weekend and I was like, you know what? Wow. I am not a runner, not a runner. And I would fall back to that time of my life of lifting heavy. I was wow, like, you know okay. what? That's where I felt most comfortable. I felt most challenged lifting heavy. So one day in 20, March, 2019, I said, you know what? I was trying to tie my shoe and I couldn't reach my shoe because I was breathing heavy. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the gym. Let me look at the personal trainers. One of them was a power lifter who had competed. And I was like, you know, what? I'm going to train with her. I'm going to train with her. And so when we started, she's, she's the one that really pushed me into like, Hey, you know what? You should try this. You're really good at it. And I was like, Oh, okay. I don't know. But then when I did my first competition, um, in November, I was like, I'm hooked. I am hooked because it really built my confidence in myself. It built, it, it really built the capability I had in my body. Yes. Because you just, you just don't know what your body is capable of until you push it a little bit. Right. And so that's really changed my mindset to make sure that, you know, I had to teach myself that I was a lot stronger than I ever thought I was. And now with all the lessons I've learned in powerlifting, I share that with other women. Yeah. I I share that that with the people I talk to because you know, I, that's why I'm so passionate about strength and power because a lot of women don't realize that they have it in them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I go back to conditioning. Yes. What society says, what we see around us a lot of times. So that's why it's so great having these conversations because when people see somebody that looks like Larnie, like me, that doesn't fit exactly that perfect square, that perfect circle, you know, in regards to what's being shown on a magazine or what's being, Mm -hmm. and that's most of us. Mm -hmm. That is most of us. We are uniquely different, beautiful, inspiring, strong. And I love the area that you come from, that you're pulling in here from passion to strength and that you're talking about this. So this leads me to my next question. So you had a traditional job and then you went through into coaching. How did you do that? How did you make that transition? And what sparked that for you? Oh gosh, this is my, one of my favorite stories because as much as the pandemic hurt a lot of people, 
I took it as a sign. I took it as, okay, I lost my job in March, 2020. And you know, I was really, I was like, oh shoot. You know, I just got let go from my job. And then um, I was like, you know what, this is the time that I'm in, I'm, I'll keep looking. I'll keep looking for a job. You know, I, I fell back to that, um, you know, the safety net of my education of being an athletic trainer and, and everything. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep looking for the same job. And I had a job lined up starting in April. So I'm probably a month after I got let go from my job. They called me two days before I started on the Monday to say, hey, you know what, Lorne, with this pandemic, we don't know what's going to happen. So we don't have that contract that you're going to work for. Oh. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Okay, well, all right. Well, I'll, I'll take a few more weeks of vacation and keep looking at the same time. Right. And I had another job lined up in June. I was like, cool. I'm right back into it. They called me the day, the Friday before I started on the Monday to tell me the same thing. Oh, you know, right. hey, Marty, that contract that you're supposed to work well with the pandemic, we don't know what's going to happen. So you don't have the, you don't have the contract. I was like, oh, shoot. So instead of dwelling in me being so pissed off, right. I went, I went to go get my hair done. I went to the hair salon. <laughs> What do you do? You go get your hair done. I go get my, I, I, need, I needed some salon sessions. So I'm right, like, you know, right. I'm going to go. So I'm, I'm telling my hairdresser about um, what happened in my old job, but also like the things that were going on and what I was seeing because I was getting to um, see a lot of other things. The, the time that I didn't get to scroll on the internet, I was having that time because I didn't have a job. Right. And I was seeing how a lot of women were putting themselves backwards when it came to applying for a position. Mm. Um, I, I read a study that said, um, if there was a job that was open, a man will apply for it, whether he's qualified or not. He'll just apply for it. Right. A woman will go, I need two more years. I don't think I'm worthy for it. You know, it's, and we talk ourselves out of applying for the job. Right. And so I was telling my hairdresser this and I'm like, you know, you should just apply. We should just apply because you know what, who knows, maybe we need to learn this, this. And what if they say, yes, what if they say, you know what, we love your resume. We're going to teach you this and this is this, you know, yes, there's always that possibility of the other side. Certainly. And this girl who I didn't know at the hair salon, she came up to me and she said, thank you for saying that. And I was like, what? She's like, I really needed to hear that. I needed to know that I was, I'm stronger and I should be more, I'm capable of applying. Yeah. And after that validation from her, because someone I didn't know, yeah. I realized this is what I was meant to do. I am meant to use my physical strength to mentally carry Yes. Someone to their start line to let them know that they are so much stronger than they think they are. And then when I get them to their start line, it's up to them to move their forward direction. Right. But until then, we always need help. We always need to reach out. So I started the Strong and Mighty Company. Yeah. Love it. So my next question is, how do you then help support your clients to recognize one, which is really important, recognizing their strengths, and then to build on them. 
So that's really part of the Tools of Strength program. Mm -hmm. So I created the Tools of Strength program based on my experience, based on me building her. And um, when I say her, H-E-R, it's I have every right. I have every right to look for opportunity. I have every right to be whoever I want to be. But it's my, I have to make the decision to build that vision. I have to make the decision to build upon a foundation where I can continue to move forward. So when I am speaking to clients or potential clients, the first part of the Tools of Strength program is looking within yourself. Mm. Take that inner inventory because there's usually something there that is holding you back subconsciously. Yeah. For me, it was my family. Uh huh. For right. me, it was my culture. Right. Yes. You know, that conditioning, that yes. modeling, what you yeah. were told to keep quiet, assimilate, you know, adjust accordingly. Yes, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So it like takes takes them. That's like the usually the hardest part because people, um, they don't accept it. They don't accept like part of it is our fault because as we grow older, we do have the will to make the decisions. But when we are younger, that five-year-old you, you know, it could be holding you back. Yeah. And sometimes those experiences, maybe it needs to be talked with a professional person, you know, but some of those things, maybe it's something you have to be like, you know, I was scared of the high dive. I was scared of jumping in the pool right. and they get to the pool and they're just like, no, I can't do it. But yeah. why? Like right. why? So those hard questions have to be answered. Yeah. I love what you talk about here, Larni, in regards to the inner inventory. And that yeah. is so key because when you're coming from something that you've created, like a strength-based program, a, a strength-based ideology, you're really talking about where's that strength going to originate from, mm -hmm. not from the exterior, but from within. Correct. And a lot of people are afraid to look within. A lot of people don't even know where to begin. So it's programs like yours that are really very helpful in the beginning to the middle to get them to that starting line. As you said, it mm -hmm. is so important for somebody like you to have the tools to say, these are your tools to use as well. These are important tools. You can use these tools to get you to that starting line exactly. and feel confident about this and feel confident in yourself mm -hmm. and doing that in an inner inventory really helps because it makes you take a good look at where you are at that point. And then it also gives you that baseline as you go forward to look, at how far you've come. Exactly. And then you could do it again. Yes. And then do it again. Depends on what part of your life you're in. You know, you do it again. You know, you start over. Sometimes things don't work out. You start over yeah. because there's always those experiences that can become an anchor right. where it prevents you from moving. Right. And here's the other thing too, which I really love, Larnie. This is a skill set that you're learning, that you're adopting that you're learning that you're enhancing but you're never wholly starting over because you've already gained some incredible wisdom throughout your life you've already gained certain skill sets they're transferable 
-hmm. And they are added to that recipe of sorts that you come in with and say, here's more tools. Mm -hmm. Here are more tools to really get clear about your own inner strength and where you can go with that. And so I, that's why I think it's so important because people forget that and get scared that they think they're starting over. And it's like, well, we're readjusting, we're re-strategizing and we're learning new tools. Yes. And here you are presenting them with a new set of tools saying, Hey, come on, let's do this. Let's get strong. Let's build that inner strength and that power. I love it because I've been watching some of your videos as well on Instagram. And I'm like, look at her go with those waves. So not as only is she internally strong, but then she's also physically strong. So you are representing that. And I absolutely adore that. It's fantastic. So let's talk a bit about a particular personal challenge that you've confronted and how you've leaned into your strength to overcome it. Ooh, that's a good one because there's a few, there is definitely a few. Um, but I will, I will take it back to powerlifting. I will take it back to powerlifting because it's, it's taught me so many things to that parallel into like my business world. Okay. And um, the one thing is when you're competing, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know if how many listeners have gone to a powerlifting meet, but there's a ton of people. There's a lot of distractions. Yeah. I've, you know, I've been, oh yes. Mm-hmm. A ton of distractions and the challenge there is to focus. And again, that is looking inside yourself to find that focus. So you're not easily distracted. Mm. Because real, when you're there, you ha- you're on a mission. You yeah. are on a mission to do 100% the best you can, to do uh, everything you possibly have learned and trained in four months. This is this is it. Yeah. Even though it's not, even though it's if it's not a big competition, it's a competition. Oh, absolutely. I want to win. Oh, <laughs> I well, want to win. <laughs> you are, as you said, you are on a mission, and that means really getting focused really looking, looking in internally and saying, I've got this strength. And you know, it's funny, I'm going to give you an example. So when I'm at the gym, and I've been around a lot of Marines, because I was a Marine Corps spouse for 21 years, my until my husband retired, but he's once Marine, always Marine, right? So (laughs) I'm on base. And I'm around a lot of guys. And you know, some guys are like lifting the weights, and they're like focusing and they're like, getting this up. And then you guys, you have these other guys who are like, ah, and they start yelling. And I'm like, what? Yes. Can they take that noise and can they harness that? <laughs> <laughs> and take that strength and put that inside of them and just lift that weight. Because when I think about that mission, I'm thinking about everything you're doing at that moment, you've got to be present. You've got to be focused. Yep. You've got to t- tune out that external mm-hmm. voice. Yes. 100%. And you've got to be ready. You got to be ready. And that takes that, that lesson from powerlifting. Yeah. I had, I've had to overcome my fear of getting in front of a thousand people. I don't know in yeah. my little, in my singlet. Yeah. And, you know, every role 
every panty line, everything is seen. You're wearing this, you know, my belly hangs over the belt line. So what, you know, I had to get over that. Right. That challenged my, my vision of my body image. Right. You know, people are looking at that and people, oh my God, are people judging me? Oh my God, are they going to see this? Whatever. And that, that image there is something I had to get over. It's even this image, like you and you seeing me talking with me, I had to get over the image of being scared to share my story. And it's, it's the challenge of overcoming my low self-esteem, my low self-belief, my low self-confidence that I had to get over it. Right. And I had to work through, I had to work through a lot of things, but to parallel it with powerlifting, I had to get over the judgment. I had to get over, I'm there, I'm there for one thing, and that's to lift the bar off the ground as quickly as possible, get those three white lights and put it down. Yeah. Wow. So it's, it's those three white lights. Like now that I think about it a little bit more, like the three white lights, that's life. Right. That's what you always want is three white lights. Yeah. Ooh, there's something new. (laughs) Yeah. There's a new theory to integrate into your program. Three bright white lights. Three white lights. Yeah. Yes. It, I mean, it's it, and you have to get off your 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 um own self like self loathing of yeah. This is it. Oh my god, I'm not this. I'm not that. You know what? Let's flip it. Let's flip it. How about you make the attempt and see what happens? Love it. Yeah, absolutely. And that that can be a lot of layering. Mm-hmm. You know. There's a lot of layers as to why you feel the way or used to feel the way you do. And sometimes those ugly things come creeping back up mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, <laughs> go away. <laughs> you know, and yet you lean into that, you embrace it and say, I love who I am. I yes. love the person that I am. And I mm-hmm. have the strength to do anything that I want to do that I set my mind to. And I, and like you said, it's those three white lights. You're there for a mission. So I'm going to move on to the next question because we've got just a couple minutes here, but I want you to touch on your book, Standing in Strength, yes. Inspirational Stories of Power Unleashed. And where so, can you find this? Sure. So you know the whole you know power and, and, and strength follow me wherever. So it was very fitting to have my book be Standing in Strength. Oh, Power Unleashed. Okay, great. It all came together. And I didn't want to, I've always wanted to be an author, but I didn't want to write a book just to add more noise to the world. I wanted, this this book was in the making for at least 20 years. And I decided when I was going to do this book, I wanted women and from all different areas, from all different athletics, movements, whatever, to share their stories of overcoming. How did those fitness moves, how did that sport, like, what did you learn as an athlete that has now, you know, changed the way you think about yourself? Yeah. And these seven women, including myself in the, in the book, we share that journey. We share how um, we came to the sport. What did we learn into the sport? And now how are we helping the community outside the sport? And 
that really at the end of the chapters and the messages from the chapters just means that there are other women reading that chapter that say, you know what, if she can do it, I can too. Or, yeah. well, I didn't know that, that you can do that. Or it, it's just more of a reflective book and lessons to learn because this is only seven women when there's a bajillion women out there yeah. that can learn, we can learn from each other, that we can understand that, you know, everybody overcomes a body image bully right. or an overcomes a judgment bully or something like that. Yeah. But maybe sometimes that judgment comes from within us that we're judging ourselves so harshly that we can't move forward. Right. So this book, when it comes to Power Unleashed, I mean, I feel like the representation for, especially like women in sports, like we need more. Yeah. Like I, I feel like the representation in women's sports is is needed because again, I mean, we're leaving this legacy for the upcoming generation. Absolutely. This generation yeah. needs to know that they are capable, that they are worthy of doing this and that they don't have to fit a mold of what society brings them. Oh, absolutely. Well said. There's so much, so much media, so much shown, even when we were growing up. And I think even when we were growing up, there weren't as many women speaking up about this. So it's nice that these young women have so many women of our generation that say, hey, we need to make a change. And we want to show you how we want to be that conduit to help you support you. Yeah. And we're out here for you. Mm -hmm. So thank you for writing this book, Standing in Strength and these inspirational stories and these unique journeys and paths, sharing that with us of these women that share their stories, because it's so important because you never know which story is going to resonate with that reader. And by the way, the, the cover on this book is gorgeous. So I love it. I love it. And you guys out there listening, you can find this on Amazon and this will be in the copy as well. My last question for you, Larnie, is if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be? Yes, this is my definition of greatness. And that is outperform and outgrow the standards set upon you. Because I had to do it. I was living somebody else's standard. I was living somebody else's expectation. It was up to me to outgrow it. It was up to me to find the opportunity. It was up to me to build the vision of who I think or who I want to be. And that's why I built her. That is who I am. Oh, bravo. Oh, I absolutely Love that. Thank you, Larnie, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. Thank you so much. It was great. I loved it. Thank you. Oh, fantastic. If you'd like to connect with Larnie Mulvey, you can find her on both her Facebook pages at Larnie Mulvey and Strong and Mighty Company. And you can also find her on Instagram at Larnie Mulvey and Strong and Mighty Company. She's got two pages there and her website, which is www.larniemulvey.com. Thank you for joining us on the Core Women Podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit corewomen.com. 
Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great! Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love & Money Collective, a core women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.